Spark of Being podcast. My name is Keith Welsh. In this episode, we're going to be talking about self-compassion and why that's important. Before we get into that, go to theinfinitesparkbeing.com, new art prints, apparel store, books. Um, drop me a line, if you would, and let me know what you think about me taking the first and second book and combining all of that into one big book with the third book. I had that idea today because there's things in both of those books that I was like, man, that's kind of good. But I feel like they get, it gets lost in there. Like the greatest hits of those two things, those two releases, and then all of the third book, which I'm so happy about. I really, really love it. Um, I, I'm really happy. I feel like what I'm trying to do is just, I'm just trying to put all of my shit in one thing. Like, this is it. Um, I don't know if I'll ever do another one or not, but I'm feeling like this, I'm just going to make this the, the, the be all end all. Like, this is it. Right. Um, so, uh, compassion. I, uh, so if you take up the, the path of karma yoga, which I don't know if, I, I don't feel like I consciously decided to make that my route up the mountain, but I just looked up one day and I was like, oh my God, that's what I'm doing. You know, I mean, it's just, it's, I mean, I think you take up all of the, the paths, like, you know, whether it's meditation and it's not exclusive, but my life, my criteria for my life, not my purpose, but my life criteria is that it has to be helpful and of service before anything else. Um, and that goes to my personal relationships, my professional relationships, my, all that stuff, right? If it's not going to be helpful, then I'm probably not going to get into it. I think because for a long time, uh, my relationships were so superficial. My job was so superficial. Um, and I know people in that marketing world that have, you know, they're trying to do things consciously, but at the end of the day, it's just all capitalism. I guess somebody's got to do it, right? Um, I, I get it, but it's just, it's just not for me. Um, Anyway, so compassion is interesting. It, until there is self-compassion, um, and I'm not going to, I'm going to try not to use any Sanskrit terms uh, for those of you that are concerned with cultural appropriation. Um, I would not want to trigger you and have you get, um, have you hyperventilate while you're listening to this because you heard a cisgendered straight white man use a word like Maitri. Um I'm being a wise ass right now, but self-compassion. So compassion of any sort, it has to start with you. Um, it's like, I don't understand your anger. I didn't understand your anger. You as the general public until I understood my own. If I don't know me, I don't know you. If I haven't dove down into the deepest parts of myself, I don't know you. And when it comes to compassion, it's the same thing. 
And I know it feels like you're being very compassionate to somebody, even though you hate yourself and you're not compassionate towards yourself, but come on, I, you know, the trauma work that I do with people, I've sat with, I don't know how many people that were sexually abused, uh, either as an adult or a child. And so many of them say things to me like, well, you know, um, I should have done better. I should have known this. I should have done that. I could have done something else. I let it happen. All this horrific shit, horrible shit. And my favorite is when they have a child that's the same age as them. And I go, okay, I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to imagine this happened to your kid. Do you look at them and then say, you should have done something about that? that nobody does. They're all like, Jesus Christ. No, I'm like, okay. So why do you get to take this beating? Why don't you get to have the compassion for yourself as a child that you would have for someone else that is going through the same thing as a child? What, what is that? You know, um, I don't know why people do that. I have no idea. I, I've, I've tried to understand it. Uh, when I ask, people give me some bullshit answer, but at the end of the day, it's a, it's a habit of the mind that produces that kind of a crazy thought. So that's kind of what some of the, and I hate using the term because all these fucking goofy therapists use this fucking term, but the inner child stuff, right? Where I'll take somebody back to their childhood to have them stand in the room with themselves as a child and and talk to themselves as a child before or after or during some horrific event. And they get a lot of, it's not that simple, obviously, but they get a lot of clarity out of that, right? And because in in Buddhism, the idea is that like, until you have self-compassion, until you are easier on yourself, compassion towards yourself, then everything else is what they call idiot compassion. It's idiotic. It's rooted in something selfish, it, and it's, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't be compassionate. I'm just saying, like, start to look at it like, where is that coming from? You know, and I see it in my job all the time, not with clients, but with fucking therapists. One in particular. Where it's like, their compassion is idiotic. It's misplaced. It's misunderstood. It's, it's this kind of thing where they are so compassionate for this one person that they would take a shit on everybody else. And, and when you start hearing them speak, it's like, Oh, you hate yourself. That's the problem here. You don't like you. And that's a real fucking issue. You know, um, public service announcement. Do not ride those electric stand up scooters with a person with you. Like what the fuck was that? You trying to, hurt yourself? Self-compassion. <laughs> um, but yeah, you have to start to like, I, I can remember myself like just, and it wasn't that I wasn't compassionate to, eh, it was, eh, it was, it, it was, that's the worst part about these episodes, right? Is that I'm figuring things out as I'm talking to you instead of like I used to do or I had prepared <laughs> things. Um, I was going to say I didn't, that it wasn't, that I, the reality is I didn't think about myself. I never considered what I went through. 
or I or the body that I once inhabited because this isn't the same body. It's not the same one. I don't have the same mind I had as a child. This isn't, this clearly is not the same body. None of the cells are even there. So the experiences of my consciousness that are retained in my subtle body, I, I never acknowledged them. Right. And until I start to look at how like so much of my karmic curriculum was wrapped up in the, in the programming that was this old response to that. Yeah. So, and a lot of it was when I would think of the way my mind worked, right. Is if I thought of those things happening to me in my mind, it was always happening to me as an adult and I didn't care. I was like, whatever for some reason it just didn't, I, my body didn't respond to it. Right. It was a thought, wasn't a fan of it, didn't like it, but my body didn't do anything. Right. Well, when I would think about the little boy, I should have turned here, the little boy that it happened to, and I would imagine him, I felt like sick and sad and weird and, and all that. And, um, that was, that was very telling. Right. And I needed to remember something. Right. So let me go back over this real quick. When I think about the little boy that it happened to me, finger quotes, I would feel incredibly sad. Like that was sad. Um, so Who is that happening to that's happening to the boy? And then I had to remember that that little boy, that consciousness is part of this one. This consciousness is constantly evolving. I am a finger on the hand on the body of God itself. So this little, my little sliver of consciousness, my mind, um, the things that are making up this Keith character, that child still is in there. Those events happened and that consciousness is there. And that little boy from kindergarten to seventh grade, every year, those children all have a seat at the table and they all chime in. It doesn't mean that I'm having a trauma response all the time because I've done a lot of work to, to heal that, but to acknowledge it, and understand that it's still with you and to have some, some compassion for you in this moment with all of your stuff. That's what it is. Right. And then that gets into personality. So I know I've mentioned this before. I I should just stop saying that and just repeat myself. So Lila meaning this thing, this life, uh, Krishna's Lila, right? Uh, God's Leela, which in Leela means play, drama, or sport. So to imply that this is some sort of a play, a drama. Then you have the word samskara, which is the deep psychological personality stuff, right? And that's where your karmas come from. Your curriculum, rather, comes out of that uh, samskara. So But samskar is interesting because it means to dance as the actor. That the personality is this character. 
the the part well the the actor which would be soul atman whatever is playing this role as keith and keith you know it's like you when an actor says you know what is this what is the motivation and they're like oh well the this happens to him and this happens to him and they're driven by this they're driven by that this is the same thing that's all my stuff and i have to acknowledge that those like think of it this way here's a better one um i am in the 46th season of this drama by the time this goes up i'll probably be 47 47th season of this drama those previous seasons those old episodes they're all part of the story arc i'm sorry i'm on a bumpy road and uh people are making strange choices with their car doors so <laughs> so all of those previous episodes lead into you know especially you think of like a drama right i don't know why saint elsewhere came to mind it's not like there haven't been dramas on television that like yellowstone there you go Yellowstone, you know, uh the first season plays into the later seasons, I don't know the seasons on. But that's what it is. So the 6th season of this Keith drama, this Keith show has everything to do with this 46th, 47th season. I'm going to pull over so this motorcycle goes past me um with his hazard lights on. those of you with loud pipes in your car and your motorcycle don't worry we all see you uh you're very special we're all very proud of you um so the 46th 47th season of my drama very much involves the stuff that happened to me as a kid and i have to understand that and the reason i like self compassion instead of self love is because well for one thing for my taste self love just sounds like some goofy hippy dippy nonsense that i just sounds like this weird that new agey spiritual bypass bullshit that so many of you engage in um love is like i you know i here's the thing if i'm not really appreciative of myself at a certain stage in my life like i can have compassion for somebody i don't even like i can have compassion for people i don't care for i do it all the time at work that's fucking 90% of my job you know cuz some of these people are you know they didn't do great things they weren't nice people now they're trying to be but like i have to be compassionate i have to appreciate the effort same thing with yourself i have to be compassionate towards keith the role of keith the storyline the character all of it you know we've all watched movies where you know there's some sort of redemption for the heel you know and i've definitely been the heel and i know that is a shock to so many of you but i've been the heel in people in in other people's dramas i've been the bad guy um and now i'm just not i'm absolutely the good guy in everybody's story i uh, wear a white cowboy hat 90% of the time like i just wear these kind of hats uh, when i do the podcast um So yeah. That's compassion. And until there is compassion for yourself, then everything that you give others is kind of hollow, it's not real. 
and it doesn't feel like that. I understand that. But once you really start to get into your own shit and start to heal yourself and really, really be compassionate with yourself, hold space for yourself when your mind and your body are thrown an absolute temper tantrum, then you just, you, uh, you level up. It's, you just, you just find it, you know? Some of that trauma work I do with people, like bad things happened to them. And sometimes I have to do sessions with people that bad things happened to them. And as a result, they did really bad things to other people. And I have to find compassion for them. And I don't think that I would be able to do that if I didn't truly understand my own story, truly appreciate my own story and have compassion for my own story. And uh, the, the fad right now is to use the term shadow self or your shadow side. Um, and I think that sometimes that is used as a spiritual bypass for shitty behavior and you're just indulging in your shadow self when you're actually just being an unskillful pain in the ass. But um, the shadow is important. You know, grace is important. It goes back to um, one of my favorite references for that is the Ramayana or the Mahabharat where all of these heels, so to speak, these bad guys, right? had to do the things that they do or that they did so that the whole story could unfold the way it did and so that all of these great things could happen. And it's like the Ramayana is an allegory for your entire human experience. Like everything that you experience as a human and all of those characters are you. Ram is you, Sita is you, Ravana is you, Lakshma is you. They're all you. Indrajit is you. There's so many. This is probably like a deep cut and nerdy thing, but, you know, Indrajit, I just really identified with him. You know, like, he's somebody in the book. He's a rakshasa. He's a demon. But he engages in, in spiritual practice and is very devoted to his practices. And his dad, Ravana, uh, keeps asking him to do really unskillful things. You know, um, God, the Ramayana is the Gita, all of it. I mean, I don't know why people aren't more interested in that. Um, you know, it's interesting if you want to, uh, understand the Ramayana without having to buy a hundred different versions with a hundred different commentaries, um, Robert Svodo, oh, I'm gonna fuck up his name. Svoboda, yeah, because it's S V O B, some crazy ass name. Svoboda. He lived with the Agora Sadhus in India in the '60s or '70s. Very interesting guy. Follow him on Instagram. He has a great podcast called Living with Reality, and there's an episode where he breaks down the allegory of the Ramayana and Hanuman and all of that. Also. Um, there is in Ramdas the Ramdas uh, podcast. He does a telling of the Ramayana in like two parts. Like he, you know, obviously glosses over some stuff, but they get into kind of what it all means. Uh, more so, Robert Svoboda, uh, and his that episode of his is very very short. It's I mean, I, and I'm not saying that to be an asshole. I'm saying like I know that this stuff requires like time and. You know, and there's odd, you can find audiobook versions of these things. There's a great one of the Ramayana that Ramdas actually does the narration. It's great. Um, 
there's a Mahabharat on Audible um, that uh, Krishna Dharma does. The uh, this gentleman does the narration, and it is drier than a fucking rice cake. But you know, if you're just trying to get it in, you know, it's there. You know, but you know, you start to once you start to learn the allegory of those books. You know, the allegory of 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 all of it. You, you really start to um, when you stop personal, like personifying, not persona. If you stop anthropomorphizing God and start to um, understand what Shiva and Brahma and Vishnu are then it really opens up a whole new level. Um, and you learn that you are all of these characters. Like when you read the Bhagavad Gita and you, you first read it just as a story, then read it as you are Arjuna, then read it as you are Krishna, and then read it as you are both. That you're all the characters, and that's fascinating. And you start to realize that you're all of them. And then when you understand that when Krishna is talking about himself, he's talking about you. It's very interesting. Um, but anyway, so self-compassion, understanding your past and accepting, you know, the unskillfulness that you may have indulged in and that it's all grist for the mill, as Ram Dass would say, and that, you know, this season you're in right now is this story arc involves all that stuff. So you have to be kind to it. Um, I'm going to stop there. What time? Okay, we got 20 minutes. All right. I'll stop there. Um, yeah. So, infinite spark of being doc, the infinite spark of being.com. There's a new t shirt shop, new um, art prints are up, books. Patreon is there if you want to participate in that. We're not really doing anything. I'd love to do something. You know, I'd love that. It'd be fun. Um, like a like a group. I don't know. Maybe we run a group. Um, Venmo is there if you want to send a kindness donation. And when you guys do that, I, I can't believe you do it, but it's just, it really helps me out. <laughs> um, I'm struggling just like everybody else. You know, I shouldn't say that. I'm not struggling. We all get freaked out. You know, we all get freaked out by money. Anyway, I love you guys, and you're all so much fun to talk to, and you, even those of you that say crazy shit to me, um, I love you too, <laughs> even if you don't love me. Um, all right, that's it. Uh, you reminded me once, and now I'm reminding you. So, all right, I love you. Bye.